0: Welcome to Quick-A-Fix, the podcast that helps us get and stay connected to those we love. This is so much more than a podcast. This is your weekly nudge to show up for the people in your life, to be a better friend, a better partner, a neighbor, a family member, a more visible and positive light in your community. And it won't be hard. It's actually going to be very easy. Every episode, which I promise to do my very best to keep under 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be yet another time-consuming, heavy experience. It doesn't have to be that at all. It'll be light and it'll be fun. Every episode, I'll bring on a guest and I'll ask them, what's something you're currently struggling with and how can someone help you get through it? Then here's the fun part. I'll turn it back on you, the listener, and I'll ask you, can you think of someone in your life who might be going through something similar? And can you do that one thing for them? Sure you can. I'm your host, Sarah wife full-time mom with a side hustle called Hey Weeks, which is a greeting card company with cards that tell it like it is, so you can show it for others in a way that actually sounds like something you'd say. So, let's do this. Let's get your quick a fix. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. More more like a hot uh, couple months. Uh sorry about that. Also, Not sorry, because I told you guys this was probably the world's most inconsistent podcast. But at least you know that when I do come out with a new episode, oh, it's going to be good. Uh, Because I feel like each episode, I hope that you know, each episode was worth me coming out of my little cave and just producing it for your cute little ears to hear. And this is so weird. And today's episode is no exception to that. Uh, Today's guest is one of the bravest people that I know. Her name is Megan, and what she has done with this episode is nothing short of incredible. Megan has had more than her, I was going to say fair share, but um, I would say Megan has had more than her unfair share of challenges throughout her adult life, uh, specifically with a chronic, we'll call it mystery illness, and Now, currently, and over the past few years, um, with infertility, uh, she and her husband have been going through several rounds of IVF, and somehow, in just about nine minutes, Megan covers both of them today. Okay, now you might be thinking, Sarah, I don't really know anyone who is, you know, experiencing that combination of struggles, like chronic illness, mystery illness, and infertility, like... I Maybe I'll go ahead and skip this one. And I'm going to stop you right there. Because the thing about this podcast is it's meant to push you outside your comfort zone socially. It's it's meant to get you thinking about people outside of yourself uh, so that you can be more considerate and empathetic and open-minded towards others. And it's it's meant to introduce you to people who are going through shit you haven't gone through yourself. That's the whole point. So ultimately... Ultimately, so that you can be a better human, so that all of us can be better humans. So, in a way, I'm I'm glad you feel like you won't be able to relate, uh, because that's also precisely why it would be good for you to listen to today's episode. You get what I'm saying? Great. Okay. So the thing is, Megan, Megan, thank you. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Megan didn't have to share any of what she's about to share with us today. I I imagine it wasn't easy for her to share what she's about to share with us today, but she did. She so bravely did, and I think we owe it to her to listen, and I think we don't just owe it to her. I feel like we owe it to every single person, maybe like Megan or not even like Megan, but just every single person that is quietly going through something that might feel like as they're going through that something they feel like maybe others can't possibly relate to what they're going through maybe they have tried opening up about what they're going through to other people and it's just so foreign to that person that they just they either just they don't hear it they can't sympathize empathize they can't be compassionate towards towards the other person And even worse, maybe they, because they can't do those things, they actually put it back on the person and say like, well, I'm, you know, I'm sure it's not that bad. And Megan actually touches on that today. Um, So I just wanted to say that it's, it's not that we, I feel like we don't just owe it to Megan. We owe it to every single person, maybe the hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people that are quietly going through something. So it's not just about Megan. This is about all of those people And it's about you, frankly, um, and the kind of person that you want to be to those around you. So let's hold space for what Megan's about to share with us and hold space for those who are quietly struggling. And I want to encourage you to take in the gift that Megan has given us at the end of what she has to say, which is a handful of simple, super practical ways to show up for one another. All right. All right. Let's dive right into Megan's story. This episode is brought to you by the IVF Warrior greeting card designed by yours truly at Hey Weeks, in collaboration with my friend and the amazing guest we have today, Megan Caliper. Megan suggested this card and it's such an important one. Unlike what seems to me every other IVF card available on the market today, at least from what I've seen This card doesn't gloss over what's really going on behind the scenes for a woman or a couple trying to conceive. Instead, it faces their unique situation head-on, gently, acknowledging just how hard what they're doing is and it shows your support for them in a tangible way. You can purchase one today at heyweegs.com. That's H-E-Y-W-E-E-G-S.com. Thank you, Megan, for trusting me with the design of this card and for helping many women and couples to feel seen.
1: My body has almost always been part friend and part enemy. Growing up, I had unexplained, reoccurring stomach aches that would gnaw on my insides, making me feel scared and out of control. Where did they come from? What triggered it? The adults in my life mostly shrugged and assumed I was anxious. She must be worried being away from mom and dad, they said. Even then, I didn't believe this theory. Anxious? I don't feel worried, I would think. It wasn't until my early teens and 20s that my food sensitivities finally came to my attention. I cut out the offending items and carried on with life in significantly less pain. But then once again, I was not okay. Shortly after I got married, my body began attacking itself with what I now know is an autoimmune condition, but at the time simply felt like a painful, embarrassing intestinal mystery that I somehow felt responsible for. Why is this happening to me? Am I eating something I'm allergic to? Are there environmental toxins in my home? What did I do wrong? Nothing, it turns out. This was just another luck-of-the-draw situation. I felt confused and alone. Why was I diagnosed with an autoimmune condition that often shows up in women over the age of 65? I was 27 years old. My body became even more of a medical mystery when within a span of five days, I went from an active, upbeat 30-something to a barely able to move, joint pain-ridden, discouraged and depleted, seemingly geriatric human. No one knew what was going on. Was it my autoimmune condition, flaring in unexpected ways? Was it early onset rheumatoid arthritis? Was it a nasty and rare virus? Was it Lyme disease from the possible tick bite that I got while traveling in Michigan? My hands and feet swelled. I slept more than 11 hours a night and was still exhausted. Everything and I mean everything hurt deeply and with an intensity I had never felt. I had brain fog and mental sluggishness. My whole system seemed to be shutting down. And on top of that, there was the fear. Am I going to Feel like this forever, I wondered. Is this permanent? Does this mean I will die sooner? Did my body truly just age 50 years overnight? I felt the depression and hopelessness creeping in, but I didn't give up. I met with countless doctors, infectious disease specialists, Lyme specialists, Eastern doctors, Western doctors, GI doctors, nutritionists, Energy healers, acupuncturists. I tried it all. Each time I went to see someone new, I had a spark of hope. I learned to be my own medical advocate. I typed up a full synopsis of what my diagnoses were, who I had seen, what I had tried, what my questions were. Each doctor was confident he or she could help me. They reassured me. They took my blood, poked and prodded me, and for a few weeks or months, I felt hopeful. We were doing tests, making progress. As time rolled on and my symptoms persisted, I would lose faith in whoever the latest helper was and move on to someone new. Sometimes I felt validated, listened to, but more often than not, I felt like a piece of meat or a rat in a science lab. Over the next two years, my chronic gripping pain began to lighten. The official diagnosis depends on who you ask. Even I don't know the truth. For years after that, I lived in a mild state of vigilance, afraid I would wake up one morning and the pain, swelling, and cloud of depression that came with it would be back. But time pushed forward and I finally feel safe that whatever that was is truly behind me. This brings me to now, the true focus of why I'm visiting with you on this podcast in the first place. My husband and I have been trudging along on a five-year journey of infertility. When we began to have these physical struggles, I honestly wasn't surprised. You've heard where I've been and the medical anomalies my body has been peppered with. At first, it seemed like everything would be okay, We would just do X, Y, and Z, and we should be able to get things up and running. But after two OBGYNs, three endocrinologists, an MRI which showed a growth in my pituitary gland, thank you, cancer scare, and two fertility clinics, we began to feel beat down. All around us, friends and family were having babies. People would send photo announcements of their little ones, baby showers and infant clothing shopping, The number of babies born around us went from five to 16, then 22, 29. I had to stop counting and so I did. We felt like our life was on pause, a complete standstill while all around us, people were watching their kids grow, hit new milestones and discover new joys as a family. Our days felt the same. No extreme highs or lows, but void at times of the deep connection and dedication that it means to be a parent. My glasses are not rose-colored, and as a child and adolescent therapist, I know all too well the intense challenges parents face while raising a child. And even knowing all that, I want in, I want more. This story is oversimplified, and I hesitate to share it because even in writing it, I hear a singular narrative with a laser beam focus. I know there is so much more to my life and my friends' and family's lives than babies and having good health. I feel truly grateful for so many things, the love, support, and friendship of those we hold dear, the beauty of where we live, the opportunities provided for us growing up, all the things that my body does do well and how privileged we are to have the experiences in life that we do. That big open thinking and feeling reminds me that I am just a grain of sand on the wide open beach that is humanity. We all have joys, challenges, and pain. My challenge, relatively speaking, is small. And I see that when I can cast my net wide and look well outside myself and my community. And some days the challenge or the pain do feel all encompassing, depressing, hopeless, and lonely. And that's when I try to call on my best self, but she isn't always available. If you've ever been through fertility challenges, you know, you get reduced to a problem that needs solving. There are endless tests, blood draws, vaginal probes, medications, needle injections, appointments, and scheduling that is in no way within your control. There's the physical discomfort, the fatigue, the emotional pain and exhaustion, but there's also this little voice that tries to convince you that you are not enough. It whispers, you can't do this naturally like other women. You are broken. Maybe this is all your fault. I give you this window into my crumpled, twisted heart to show you that when your girlfriend says, yeah, I'm doing okay, that may very well be true but it also quite possibly is not the full picture. This is where some days I have wished that someone would show up and say to me, I see you. What you are doing is so incredibly hard on so many levels. I can only imagine what it must feel like. You are a warrior goddess and I have your back. What can I do to be of support to you? So instead of waiting, sometimes I say these words to myself. I am so grateful to friends who have shown up in my darkest moments. I'm ever grateful to Sarah for inviting me to this space and for her enthusiasm when I suggested writing a card for those of us on this bumpy fertility journey. The sentiment of this card does not come with a promise of a future child, but rather an acknowledgement of the messy middle. The future is still unknown and that has to be enough. For now, I walk the line of trying to befriend my body, this body that has a mind of its own and hasn't always felt like an ally. I hope that no matter what my future holds, I will at least be able to say I gave it my all. I didn't lose my resilience or hope and that my life can be beautiful, even if it is different than how I once imagined. Thank you for listening.
0: Megan, I just want to give you a big squeeze. Um, Thank you for opening up your maybe crinkled yet beautiful heart for the sake of helping the rest of us understand what you and others might be going through. Acknowledgement of the messy middle. That's it. Simply acknowledgement of the messy middle, not shaky promises, not faking your confidence in that person's future, not playing God. I mean, honestly, how the F do you know it'll get better? (laughs) Because I mean, have you been to all of their appointments? Did you go to med school? Do you know every single cell, every single part about that person's body? Do you know everything about that couple situation? And is that exactly is, do you know all these things enough to know for certain that it'll get better? Of course not. Of course you don't. Oh, but Sarah, I only mean while well, I'm just trying to help. Okay, awesome. If you really want to help, you'll take a big old note from what Megan said today, which is, again, you'll simply acknowledge the messy middle. You'll say things like, I see you. What you're doing is really hard. You are a warrior and I have your back. What can I do to be of support to you? See how easy that can be. Uh, Megan, oh, my husband decided to print something. That's cool. Ah, um, oh, the joys of sharing a home office, right? Okay, so that's my challenge to you guys this week. Megan's and my challenge to you. And let's face it, this might be the challenge to you guys for the entire month or whenever I decide to come up with another episode. Just, okay, let's just acknowledge the messy middle for someone. Someone who found you trustworthy, trustworthy enough to hear about their painful mess that they're currently experiencing and do your best to just keep it at that don't panic don't stress don't try to fumble and come up with you know cliches or empty promises following that you don't have to do any of that just see them exactly where they're at that's my challenge to you this month (laughs) megan (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) Okay, let's try this again. Megan, and to every one of you listening who might be quietly dealing with, we'll call it an undiagnosis or to anyone navigating infertility and all the probing and testing and just the emotional weight that that carries, I personally want you to know, I see you. What you're doing is incredibly hard. And while you certainly didn't choose to take on any of it, I see you working through it anyway with so much strength that I just admire you so much for it. And I think you are a goddamn warrior. Thank you so much for listening and oh, don't forget to subscribe and hit the follow button or just, you know, whatever it is you need to do so that you get a fun little notification the next time I come up with another episode. All right. Um... Thanks again, Megan, and to you for listening. We'll see you next time.